Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund and Restore the Mississippi River Delta. And today I'm flying solo. My partner in crime, my co-host, Simone, is off to D.C. Mardi Gras, where Louisiana's coast is no doubt taking center stage in many ways. So Simone is continuing to advocate for the needs of our coast and our nation's capital. Um, And we know she'll do a great job there, but I certainly miss her today. I myself am holed up inside in Minnesota, where it's negative 12, and that is not a wind chill. That's the actual temperature. So needless to say, I will not be going outside today, but I hope Simone can have lots of king cake for me. And, you know, maybe this this is the day, the breaking point where I break down and order some king cake um, myself to get me through the cold winter. But I'm very excited to have this guest on our show today. You all may have seen um, and read about uh, their organization in the news. It's certainly got a lot of attention um, in Louisiana and also nationally about the innovative approach they're taking to recycling and kind of using the material from recycled glass into a lot of beneficial uses. So really excited to have Fran Troutman, um, who's the founder and co-director of Glass Half Full on Delta Dispatches to tell us more about their organization, how they got started, and you know how they are planning to use some of the material um, for things as varied as jewelry all the way to coastal restoration. So welcome so much to Delta Dispatches, Fran. It's great to have you on. Thank you. It's great to be here. So I want to ask, folks outside of New Orleans may not realize this, but um, recycling glass in the city of New Orleans can be somewhat difficult. Of course, you know, Hurricane Ida had a number of different impacts and certainly impacted, um, you know, recycling in the city as well. But you all, even long before Ida, have been an organization that's been trying to to change that. So tell us about Glass Half Full, how it got started. Um, I heard that it may have involved a bottle of wine. (laughs) Yes, as most good ideas, um, it did happen over a bottle of wine. So Max and I, my co-founder, had been going to Tulane for a couple of years. And during our senior year, over a bottle of wine, we were kind of discussing, you know, the the destiny of that bottle and why it had to go to the landfill because we didn't have, you know, citywide glass recycling and how we had contributed to that issue Um during our time in college and um, just kind of like finally waking up to the issue that we were contributing to and thought to ourselves, you know, what if, what if we tried to do something with this glass? What if we tried to turn it into something that could be used as a resource for our city and our state? And so then was born glass half full and we decided to recycle glass in New Orleans into sand and gravel um, and use that as a resource um, locally and throughout our state. That is so impressive. I mean, to kind of just be sitting there and then have that idea. And then, I mean, here you are, how many years later, you know, to actually see the organization kind of really uh, blossoming and and have that vision that you all shared um, come to life. So what was that process like of like taking that idea and kind of making it a reality? Yeah, so we started in early 2020, right before the pandemic, um, still in college. And uh, naively, we thought that it would be like a little pet project, kind of like a side thing. We didn't think many people would be interested, honestly. And so we started in a backyard. 
um, actually have a, a fraternity house. <laughs> we were like, can we please use your backyard <laughs> for this project? I'm sure, that we lots have. of glass bottles there as well. <laughs> exactly. It was a great, it was a great place to start. We had a good uh, source of glass. And um, so we started in that backyard and launched a GoFundMe campaign because we were college students without money. And one day it just kind of blew up and the New Orleans community responded so intensely um, saying, you know, we've been waiting for someone to deal with this issue. We've been waiting for someone to solve this. This is amazing. Like we want to support any way we can. And so we raised enough money to get our first like little glass recycling machine that turned glass into sand. And then a few months later, someone donated us like a little warehouse to use. So we moved out of that backyard and it really just took off from there. Um, by August of 2020, so August of that same year, we had moved into a 40,000 square foot facility where we are now. Um, and really it was because <laughs> from the start, we started collecting glass and because it got so popular, the glass just kept coming and that kind of lit a fire under our butts to be like, you need to, you know, grow to be able to keep up with this demand. And so we did. And, and we've been growing ever since. That That is really impressive. And so you are the founder and co-director at Glass Heffel. What is your day to day like uh, in that role? Yeah, it's uh, it's different every day. You know, it can range from having podcasts like this or speaking to students um, about our journey and inspiring people to being in the facility and collecting the glass, recycling it, um, you know, sifting it, turning it into a usable product, and then all the way to, you know, making sure that it reaches like a, a destination, you know, so it gets used in some way and truly recycled. Um, I'm also you know, helping with the research for what to use the glass sand for. So I've kind of got my hands in just about everything we do, I'd say. Yeah, I'm sure, no doubt, very busy every day. Um, and so let's talk about the journey of that bottle of wine, right? So someone drops it off at your facility. Um, you mentioned there's a machine, right? So how does that bottle of wine then become sand or, or cull it? Is that, did I say it right? And what is cull it? <laughs> Yeah, so we can receive the glass in one of two ways, either through a pickup program that we do where we'll pick it up from someone's house or a bar or a restaurant or our free drop-off where anyone can bring it to us. Um, so people have that option, whether they want to bring it to us or get it picked up. Um, then once it reaches our warehouse, we will yeah, process it through a glass pulverizing machine. So it'll basically just like crush up all the glass into a mixture of sand and gravel or cullet. So cullet is just like large glass pieces, essentially. Um, it's a little bigger than gravel. It's something that can be remelted essentially and made into new glass pieces. Um, so we'll get like a mixture of that coming out of the machine. So then we have to process it further um, through a sifter where then we'll get out like uniform sizes of sand all the way up to gravel and cullet. Very cool. And so you've kind of hinted already, but let's talk about some of the uses for the material that you currently have. So I, I saw on your website, there's even, you know, a line of jewelry made of recycled glass, but I mean, there's a, a variety of different uses. So tell us how um, people are able to use the material that you create from the, the machine. 
Yeah. So the jewelry line is one of the cooler things we do. Um, it's a partnership with a local glass artist who's able to, you know, take that recycled glass and turn it into something beautiful and new, um, you know, from necklaces to bracelets. Um, we're exploring some other things. And the ultimate goal of that is actually to create Mardi Gras beads um, and hopefully kind of <laughs> reduce the amount of plastic that we're using every Mardi Gras and throwing into the street um, and hopefully revert back to the traditional glass beads and recycled glass beads, ideally. I, um, so I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that we're doing with the glass. Um, another, you know, big project of ours is researching ways in which we can use this sand for coastal restoration because it has some particular properties that make it um, a bit more erosion resistant. Um, and, you know, we're actually running out of sand at an alarming rate globally. And so being able to come up with alternatives for that issue is, is super important for our coastal restoration projects. Absolutely. Well, we certainly have talked a lot on this show about what wasted sediment, wasted sand, um, the need to use our vital resources of sediment and sand as, as much as possible. Um, so you all are working with researchers at Tulane, correct, to kind of understand how you can um, be able to apply and use the sand for coastal restoration. So tell us a little bit about that research and what is happening to make to one day allow you all to be able to potentially use um, your recycled materials for our coast. Yeah. So growing up in Louisiana, you know, we've always heard how dire our coastal erosion crisis is, you know, how, how much land we lose on a regular basis. And so when my co-founder and I started this, we thought, what is an issue that would require sand? <laughs> and the first things that came to mind were sandbags for flooding, which is something that we do, um, but also coastal restoration. And so, you know, we thought, how amazing would it be to combine these two issues, glass recycling um, and coastal restoration to make something happen. But when we started out, obviously the, the bigger issue was the glass recycling piece. What are we going to do with this? You know, how are we going to make this work? Um, and eventually some of my old professors at Tulane reached out to me and said, you know, there's this National Science Foundation grant um, about the ocean and the blue economy. And I think it'd be a really good fit for us to start to put some research together for using this recycled glass sand on the coast. Um, and so we did, and we ended up receiving that grant, Tulane did, for $700,000 in order to um, start researching the feasibility, the safety, the efficacy of using recycled glass sand on Louisiana's coast. And so now there are just some incredible coastal engineers, chemical engineers, biologists, ecologists, um, working on this issue, which is so exciting for me. It's just a dream come true. That is so impressive. And, and you know, I mean, we talk a lot about the scale of our land loss and, of course, like the devastation of hurricanes and how much land we're losing every year. Um, and there are so many innovative solutions that are moving forward in restoration projects to address that crisis. But it's also so, um, you know, rewarding to see an idea like this born, you know, at, you know, in New Orleans that's coming to life and it's providing another innovative solution for how we can tackle um, a, an issue as, as large and complex as coastal land loss. So kudos to you and the team and, and thank you for your, your innovation there. Um, is there, do you have a sense of timing of when you're um, hoping to be able to maybe have a demonstration project or have a sense of when you might be able to use the sand for the coast? Yeah, so we actually plan to have a demonstration site 
um, up towards the end of the March, um, towards the end of planting season. But um, trying to get that ball rolling, we're actually working with the Point of Shen Indian tribe um, to get that demonstration site up. And we had developed this relationship before Ida. And so obviously post Ida, a lot of things have changed. Um, and they're obviously dealing with a lot um, to recover from that. But we're still planning on doing a demonstration site in March. And then if we are awarded this next round of funding, we'll do even more demonstration sites um, throughout the fall, hopefully in the closer to the New Orleans area. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, um, certainly keep us updated on that progress. I know our listeners would love to hear more um, about those projects as they move forward. And I'm sure we'll be reading about them as well um, as they do. So let's get into some of the, the logistics, right? For our listeners that are like, oh, I have this, you know, bin of glass bottles in my backyard. I don't know what to do with it. So um, where can people in the New Orleans area drop off their glass? Yeah, they can drop off their glass at our 3935 Louisa Street location, um, Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Awesome. And any tips for what they need to do before dropping them off? I mean, you don't want corks or, you know, like what should they do before they hand over the glass bottles to you? Correct. So take off any corks, caps, tops, all those good stuff. Um, Labels can stay on. And then if there was like food in it, ideally rinse it out. So if it was like spaghetti sauce or something, um, rinse that out so it's not too icky for us. Yeah, that's that's good advice. And you also mentioned that you offer a pickup service as well, correct? Correct. So for $25 a month, we will come and pick up your glass straight from your door, um, provide you with a little crate to put it in. Um, and it's just easy peasy. You get a little text reminder and we'll have one of our people come and pick it up. Very cool. And, you know, the reason we were connected, our partners at Coalition Restore Coastal Louisiana um, highlighted that they have a drop off location for oyster shells. You know, our partners, CRCL, have a really pr- impressive oyster shell recycling program. And so you all are actually providing a site where people can go beyond just restaurants, right? Um, everyday people can go and drop off their oyster shells to contribute to CRCL's oyster shell recycling program. So where is that location? Is it the same one? Yes. So it's the same location, 3935 Louisa Street, um, same drop off days. You can come and bring us your oysters. I think it was the first like opportunity for individuals to be able to recycle their oysters And because we already had such an established drop-off program, it was really so easy to integrate and just made a lot of sense. And, you know, we have very similar missions in terms of um, restoring the Louisiana coast. And and just I love collaborating with incredible organizations like CRCL. So it was a no-brainer. Well, I'm sure they appreciate it. And thank you for that collaboration. And, yeah, I mean, obviously restaurants generate a lot of oyster shells, but individuals and families do. I mean, we eat a lot of oysters in Louisiana. So, um, yeah, so definitely don't throw your shells away. Um, as CRC, I like to say, once you shuck them, don't just chuck them. You can now recycle them at Glass Half Full. So, um, Fran, where can people go to learn more about Glass Half Full and support your efforts and just get more details on the organization? Yeah, so a lot of that information is on our website. You can use the URL ghfno.com. Um, and that'll bring you to our website where we have a, a ton of information. We also frequently post on our Instagram, which is at Glass Half Full NOLA. And that's where you can really see like the behind the scenes of what we do every day, see 
how popular the drop-off is and, and what we're doing with the, your glass. Awesome. I do follow you all on Instagram and I, I love kind of the content you all are putting out. So um, two more questions before I let you go. So we are big animal lovers here on Delta Dispatches. Um, I hear you have a four-legged member of your team. So please tell us about Miss Chapatulas. <laughs> yes, our mascot, Miss Chapatulas, um, the glassy dog. She is a rescue from Take Paws. She's actually from New Iberia, Louisiana, and she's a tiny little like dachshund chihuahua terrier mix. She's very loud. Very cute. Um, and, and we love that. You know, certainly our coalition office, um, when we were all in the office together, there was often a lot of dogs running around as well. So, um, you know, certainly helps with the the mood and just kind of keeping things light and fun. So, well, um, thank you for, for mentioning Ms. Chapatulas and hope she's doing well. So, Fran, we do have a tradition on Delta Dispatches, um, you know, where we ask our guests a fun question. So, you mentioned Mardi Gras beads and glass Mardi Gras beads. Um, so I have to ask, you know, especially because I'm, I'm probably going to be missing out this year, but um, which parade or kind of Mardi Gras event are you most looking forward to this year? Oh, I'm so sorry that you'll be missing out. I, I am ready to let loose. <laughs> we all have like so much pent up energy. Um, my favorite is most definitely Crew de Vue. I just love how... I guess political it is. It's just like very current issues and they do it in the most ridiculous and incredible way. And I just love everyone who's a part of it and how I also, my favorite parades are the ones where you get to like interact with the, the people walking in the parades. And so I just, I love Crew de Vue. It's, it has my heart and soul. Oh, I agree with you. And, and every time I've seen Crew de Vue, it's a very special night, um, very creative and, no doubt, like you said, there's going to be a lot of really good material this year. And also just people are ready to get out. It's It's been a rough um, few years. And so I hope for everyone that's celebrating, it's, it's a very magical carnival season. So Fran, thank you so much um, for being on our program. You are always welcome back. We'd love to hear more about the projects that move forward um, and you know, to keep our listeners updated on how they can help recycle glass to hopefully one day go to Louisiana's coast. So you can learn more at glasshalffullnola.org. But thank you again for being on and for all the great work your organization's doing. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And so with that, I'll go ahead and give the coastal stat of the week. Through their efforts, Glass Half Full has diverted 1.8 million pounds and growing every day of glass from New Orleans landfills. You can help them out at glasshalffullnola.org. And because I'm flying solo, I'll go straight into the Coastal Voice of the Week as well. And it is from Jennifer in Belle Chase, Louisiana. And Jennifer says, Louisiana is a truly special place. I've been all over the world and there is no place quite like it. And we could not agree with you more, Jennifer. Thank you for sharing your voice. And a reminder, you can do so as well at mississippiriverdelta.org slash restore dash the dash coast. Well, that was an excellent episode. I have to say, you know, short and sweet, but when you don't have Simone on, I, you know, we're not chit-chatting as much, so we probably would have had a lot to catch up on and we'll catch you up next time my partner is back. Um, so I hope she's doing well. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and like us, share us with your friends, and we'll continue to bring you great coastal content. And until then, we'll see y'all later, alligator.